Attraction Podcast that goes from room to room. Take a hyper detailed ride through to make your dreams come true. Join my family, really into Disney. Ride through, ride through Pavilion. Welcome to another episode of the Ride Through Pavilion podcast. This is the podcast that takes you beat by beat, room by room through your favorite Disney attractions so you can have... Uh, something like the experience of writing it, uh, at least as close as you can get uh, when you're not there yourself. So, uh, my name is Jeremy. I'm Amy. And I'm Fiona. And again, somewhere around the house in his room actually is Liam. Liam is our special needs adult son who loves going to Disney. He loves so many things about it. And since he can't express that himself, we do that for him throughout the course of the podcast. So we welcome you to another episode. We hope you- Welcome. Yes, welcome. Welcome everyone. And uh, we hope that you enjoyed last week's uh, episode. It was a ride through of Spaceship Earth, a very classic attraction. And um, this this week, we're actually going to do a companion episode to that. Uh, we're going to talk about the history of it and just kind of, uh, kind of at, at the end, I think we're going to talk a little bit about what we think is coming up for the attraction and coming up for Future World and Epcot in general. Amy, hit us with some social info. Here's the Soch Inf. Ooh, the hot goss on the Soch. <laughs> I'm spilling the tea on the social. <laughs> um, you lost me. For our Instagram, if you would like to follow us on Instagram, which you should, uh, there's a lot of great quizzes out there and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, it's at Ride Through Pavilion. Instagram at Ride Through Pavilion. Twitter is at Ride Through Pod. So don't get all confused. Don't get confused. Twitter, little bluebird. Ride through pod, <laughs> Instagram Polaroid camera, ride through pavilion. It is like a Polaroid and uh, Pinterest. That's the big the Pinterest, one for us. Pinterest, yes, it has all the awesome. Is uh, at ride through pavilion. Right, check out the Pinterest. Follow us on on pin. Check out the Pinterest. Check out oh, the that Pinterest. made me sound really old. <laughs> it's really spilling. I interrupted myself. I know it's not called the Pinterest. I was going to say the Pinterest boards <laughs> that we create. Uh, that they have. Uh, what we do is every time we tackle a ride, every time we do a ride through, then uh, we end up uh, putting a board together. Everything that has to do with that ride, whether it's the history, whether it's uh, pictures, or, or whether it's ride through videos, or it could even be. Um, like our surprise. Week, surprise it could be all sorts of stuff so uh anyway <clears throat> listen let's uh let's get ready to jump into the history and the uh fiona did you have something oh you're, no you're making weird hand signals over there <laughs> no oh is this to stop the cat you yeah. guys we gotta do something about the cat he's making an appearance in every single episode <laughs> uh, he is becoming the villain of this podcast oh, for yeah. sure. So um, I might dress up like him for uh, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. You know, since the villains all come out, I'll be Mr. Business, the Dunn's family cat. Anyway, hey, well, let's jump in. This has a great history. Like we were talking about last week, I think um, 
for me personally, at least, I experienced this sense of nostalgia for old Epcot. And the funny thing is, is that I was never part of it. Um, I never went there until just about 10 years ago. Uh, but I remember when we had the Disney Channel, it was a new thing, and they were just marketing Epcot like crazy. And I just thought that is the coolest place ever to be. And also, um, I was thinking this week as we were driving around, oh, you know what? I had a correction from last week. Oh, you know what? We had said that we th- that we thought. Sorry guys for the quick left turn, but let's 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 hit pause. Last week, I believe that we had come to the conclusion that Spaceship Earth was the only opening day attraction left mm-hmm. uh, in Future World, uh, oh, living wow. with the land. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, and live. that's such a good uh, one too. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. That's a fun one. So, um, yeah, I stand corrected. Uh, for those of you who have not already corrected me on social media, then because that's in the future, I'm correcting myself in the past. Uh, anyway, uh, but I'd love a man who admits he's wrong. You know what? Lord made me man enough to admit when I'm wrong, <laughs> and that's most of the time. But uh, anyway, I, just Epcot just seemed like an amazing place to me. Uh, I won't go into my personal views of something that never that I never experienced, but <laughs> I just. I, when I go there, people are like, oh, it's run down and it needs updating. That's true, but that does not stop me from looking and seeing past all of that. And I, I see all like, yeah, it needs some help for sure. But man, I mean, I just love the Don't whole idea and the concept. Yeah, yeah. right? Put me out to pasture right? then. Uh, anyway, all right. So uh, as we were talking about, uh, uh, Spaceship Earth was an opening day attraction. It took 24, I've read 24, 26 months to build. We were talking wow. about Peter Pan yeah. and how that was built in under a year and how Disneyland, for the most part, was built in under a, a year or in about a year, a little over a year. But um, man, 24 months, they knew that they had quite an engineering feat on their hands when they wanted to build this this sphere. Um and so the, it went. Th- it started off actually as a dome, and uh, when you look at early concept drawings uh, of Future World, uh, you see that that it was going to be. It was going to look like a sphere that kind of went into the ground. So it was. It wasn't a dome in terms of just like the top of a sphere, but it was actually you know kind of rounded off at the bottom, and it almost looked like a, a, like a sphere that kind of yeah kind of sank in a little hmm. bit. And then they had this idea: Hey, let's put this thing up on. Let's suspend it in the air. Let's let's have it sitting up, uh, and so they they put it 15 feet in the air, and it's quite a quite an engineering feat. Um, so we talked about last week how it has these six legs. What I found interesting in my research, I was looking at diagrams and plans for this thing, and uh, reading up on a on a, f- a few articles that people did research on this. This thing is is. If you would imagine, if you could take away that shell for a second, and you, if you could look inside, you'd see that those legs that are supporting the sphere actually are connected to a platform or a table inside of the sphere itself. Uh, and then sitting on top of that sphere is three quarters of the structure. And then, so think of a dome that's about three quarters of a sphere sitting on top of there. And then underneath that suspended under that table is another quarter or another 25% of that sphere underneath. And so that's how they were able to, to um, build this thing out. 
uh, without just building a ball and putting legs on it and praying to God that a hurricane didn't come along and make it like roll, <laughs> you know, come off the legs yeah. <laughs> and roll around Epcot and crush everybody. That would be terrible. Um, and terrifying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> and that's newsworthy. The 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 outer shell are these panels that are made out of aluminum. They're actually called aluminum composite panels, and uh, they're they're two sheets of aluminum with with a kind of a, a non dense uh, material inside of them. And so these these panels are are those triangular shiny things that you see on the outside that make it look like a golf ball and make it mistaken for a golf ball. Uh, by a lot of people um th- now the other thing that i read as long as we're just talking about kind of the structural functional stuff of the building is that um, so this is two spheres now you got to keep in mind that what you see on the outside is just the shell the actual structure uh is inside and uh, it's another sphere that's inside that houses everything that's that's um that, that makes up the structural the integrity and- the track and all that stuff is inside that's all connected to that platform or that table that i was talking about hmm. Uh, but when when um, is there anything functional beneath the platform? Um, there's well, you know that's a good question. Thank you. I, I do know that there's a that I think those that you know when you're looking at it and you see that bit of glass like in the center there's like a glass kind of triangular column mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. out. I think that's an elevator, mm-hmm. um, perhaps for. Um, evacuations or you know for Mm. service and maintenance and all that stuff but um maybe like the engines are well and let's think about it for a second yeah i mean that that um the drive shaft (laughs) (laughs) yeah the drive shaft the bushings (laughs) the carburetor the timing belts all that stuff is in there in that bottom part it's like a vw you know the engines in the in In the the bottom part in the back part so in the trunk. In the trunk. That's the trunk of Spaceship Earth. People wow. don't know. There's, <laughs> there's reuse- it's like it fell in a ditch. No, there's reusable shopping bags and some jumper cables <laughs> and some like loose water bottles for some reason. Right? <laughs> and a picnic Off blanket. The shelf. <laughs> <laughs> on the shelf, whatever it is. Yeah. So, so, but I, I do think though, um, yeah, in the bottom of that sphere is actually the loading area. If you think about mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. if 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 I'm thinking correctly, um, but so yes, that that is functional. Great question, long answer. We still don't know, but yeah, that's our best guess. Um, but here's the deal: that in that interior sphere is actually covered in neoprene before they put those panels on the mm. outside, and um, that 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 neoprene makes it weatherproof. But um, apparently, and this I've read this a couple of times, and I've not it heard could also. Side note, go scuba diving. You can go scuba diving without any problem and still stay <laughs> somewhat warm. Um, but um, I guess to to um, take a sphere and to air you know air condition the thing, it mm-hmm. would be rather difficult. And I think they do the best they can. But what I heard was in order to to really make the temperatures manageable and feel comfortable, they actually shoot air onto the track system. Hmm. Um, So what I've read, and I'm not sure this is true because I haven't heard this a whole lot, but I read it and it sounded interesting, is that the further you get away from the track, then it's not as cool as it would be if you were on the track. I've got to think, though, that they just... So that newsboy starting out... 
It was nice and chilly. Yeah. And oh, now he's his face his melted. Face melted off. His face melted off. Yeah. We'll talk about the newsboy in a little bit. Um, so, in terms of the story itself, what we experience when we get on the ride, uh, these concepts, uh, the concept that we see, the final story we see, were was really developed by Ray Bradbury. Thanks, and, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Uh, he's a futurist and a sci-fi writer. Uh, you may know him, uh, recognize the, the titles from college, <laughs> uh, Fahrenheit 451, Something Wicked This Way Comes. Uh, but he wrote up a concept. He was he met uh, Walt Disney back in the 60s, and... Um, the the you know they they were both very because he was a futurist and and so was Walt Disney um, they were you know they both had something in common and Walt Disney was very impressed with him and they knew they wanted to work together unfortunately they didn't um, really have the chance on a large scale but uh, he was uh, contacted uh, by uh, Wed when they were developing Epcot and they had asked him to come up with some concepts for this this attraction that would be the centerpiece of of uh, Epcot and he came up with a concept in 1977 I found this concept script which was really interesting to read uh, and is called man and his spaceship earth uh, and it basically it was very like high thinking very dramatic straight up weird it straight got up straight weird. up weird yeah I mean in fact let me say I still have that tab open yeah like the narrator at some point was supposed to say what are we? Where did we come from and where do we go? What is our past that lies beneath us like the dust? Let us sink into the past, that dust, to find ourselves. Let us bury ourselves like the five billion year locust and then burst forth with wings to plan tomorrow's <laughs> noon. Now, suns reverse, all moons rephase. I mean, if you're into that kind of thing, not straight up weird at all. Totally no. norm. No, it, no. I think it's weird for an attraction because it's so. Yeah. Abst not, it's not abstract at all. It's just. It's just not that typical well, pedestrian for everybody. Yeah, it's at the five billion. Five yeah, billion year. That would be a good script for a um, horror film. No, I was going to say what's uh, the the Marvel guy, Doctor Strange. Mm. That, that I just imagine him like rearranging like math problems and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, Common Core, all that stuff. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, but eventually, uh, yeah, this and and let me say this: this was actually meant to be an introduction to all the pavilions. It was supposed to be somewhat of an explainer for Epcot, what it was with the pavilions, uh, with with what could be found in those pavilions. So, which side note: there is no ride through pavilion. There is no ride through. Well, there is, except for here. <laughs> that needed pointing out people um <laughs> it wasn't a point out it was a side note okay <laughs> which is true it's 100 percent true um um but anyway the long the the short of it is is that it actually um evolved into this storyline that we that we see now uh and it really got narrowed into this this history of communication and um you know the whole idea being that as we disseminate information as we take information in as it spreads then we get smarter as a society we become closer as a people we become more empathetic to each other there's a lot of high concept here um that is very true and um you know bradbury was 
making notes even in this script that I was reading where he was like, you know, um, this is a cynical world and, you know, there's there's a lot to to really be afraid of and there's a lot to be discouraged about in the way people behave and the way people approach um, <laughs> our cat. <laughs> Not approach, approach our cat, cat but our cat. <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> I'm ready to kick him out. Um, and um, but he was like, "Who better than Disney to kind of bring this bring this point home that we become more empathetic, we become better people uh, when we do harness this power of communication and information." Uh, so, um, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty cool. Uh, take a read to that if you ever want to look at that. It's, uh, it's it's truly a beautiful beginning. It is. It yeah. is. Man and his spaceship Earth, 1977. Uh, there's a, a scan of the script out there. We will uh, pin that to our uh, Pinterest board as well. Uh, but when we look, by the time it opened then in, in 1982, we have this opening version. It had a couple of sponsors acro- across the uh, the timeline here, but it first opened up with uh, with Bell System. And uh, the attraction was narrated. I think this thing has become known for its narrators. Uh, and this was narrated by uh, Vic Perrin. Um, now, Marty Scalar um, had suggested he's a he's a uh, renowned imagineer he had suggested at one point that it was uh narrated by someone else but um the the common acceptance here is that that is vic perrin he's a guy he was an actor um he was uh, you, you could have heard his voice on outer limits he did a lot lot of 70s voiceover stuff including the cartoons when 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 i hear his voice i definitely hear super friends and some of the villains from there uh, very recognizable for s- somebody of my generation. Um, but when he, uh, uh, some of the things that are different than they are today, it, uh, of course, they didn't have the, the touch screens on the back of the headrest uh, in the cars. Um, and, and, and when you watch this ride through, I watched a ride through on YouTube, we all did, and uh, that music, it's uh, very Star Trek y, mm-hmm. very Star Trek y, um, which, I f- <laughs> which I find interesting. It's, it's um, there, a lot of sci-fi had happened in the seventies and early eighties, but um, there's a very classic sci-fi feel mm-hmm. to this, and maybe that's because Bradbury was consulting on it too. Um, but uh, I'm not saying it sounded outdated. It was just no. it was interesting to to hear that. But it, it also had a very nice ambient sound. Now, I like the other soundtracks better for this attraction, mm-hmm. but I love this soundtrack myself. If it- you're yeah, I, I mean, I like it. It just, it there's something about it that's a little, uh, it leaves too much space. Right, it truly is ambient music. I mean, if you're a fan of like Brain, you know, or Harold Budd or somebody like that, I mean, it, that is, it, it is really good music. It but, is. Um, you know, one thing I noticed too, it doesn't really ever seem to go away. Um, it doesn't or really, change. It doesn't really change or transition well. It it allows space for some incidental music, like when in you know when you're going through the Renaissance and you're hearing some of that music. When you're uh, in the the um, information, the post or the, the industrial revolution or whatever, you're Maybe hearing yeah, you're hearing yeah, and you're hearing like the ragtimey, old timey stuff. Mm-hmm. But that that ambient music never goes away. Uh, but the coolest thing about this. The big difference is if you if you ride it now, you after you see the family who's watching the um, moon, landing. moon landing. Now, number one, they're just watching television. Um, 
But then when you get past that, you see a kid with a computer in his own room. Uh, and for 1982, that's, that's pretty cool stuff. Uh, and then, uh, then you see somebody using a computer in an office. And then when you, when you, when you go past that, then you actually see this, you see this huge room and it's like a net, network operations center. And you hear people talking about routing signals and, and all that stuff. So it's very much about telecommunications, uh, very much, you know, about, um, uh, satellites and that kind of thing. In fact, it's so much about satellites. When you get up to the, what we were calling the planetarium last time, um, there was, uh, there was, um, astronauts in that when you're looking back at earth from the very top of uh, the sphere um you could you could see astronauts on a spacewalk which i think that the satellite in that well in the video that we watched and they kept going back to it it looks like a big finger to me interesting not the finger just a finger okay <laughs> just want to clean that up of the five <laughs> right no, like not a thumb. a thumb. All right, all right. It is a finger. Yeah. Wait, is a thumb not a finger? I don't think so. It's called a thumb. I, but it's a finger. Mm. Uh, how, a many, thumb. Oh, how many fingers do you have? I have four fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Total? I have eight fingers. Fiona, if you're five. Actually. If you're five. I have six hold fingers. Hold up the fingers that you... <laughs> <laughs> she held up four and one. All right, moving Actually, on. though, I have six fingers. And two pinkies and two thumbs. Oh. <laughs> All right. So satellite. Go back on track. Satellite looks like a finger, not the finger. Well, but this makes a lot of sense when you go back to the um, that mural out front. And, and you're, you're, you're looking at the mural today as you go in and you see, oh, yeah, I see the whatever the 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 cavemen and i see the renaissance people and i see this and i see that uh, and the that astronauts i'm a, walking on the finger but the astronauts are in the finger are not there on the uh, they're oh, not really? there when you get up to the top they're on the mural oh yeah 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 and so i've always wondered where did they go well they they went away uh, in future in, in future in, but yeah they were eventually so that the the kind of command center floating um they're, they're off well, no, there oh. were there was a there was a satellite, and there was um, there were astronauts doing the moon the spacewalk, not the moonwalk, the spacewalk, <laughs> and then there was somebody kind of floating in this other like at the bottom of the space station, like looking through this window, kind of like telling them what to do like or guiding alien? them. Uh, it looked a little bit like that actually, okay. um, but they uh, they they painted that over. They eventually closed that up and painted that over in future. Uh, renovations but those astronauts i read they went to space mountain and that's what you see when you're when you're uh, in the launch mode yeah exactly so that's kind of cool if that's true you know again i've not read that hasn't popped up a whole lot but i've seen that a few times where it makes me think that's probably true and it really doesn't look anything like a finger in space mountain so if you're looking for that don't look you're not, for the you're not gonna find it. Now, here's what's fun is the <laughs> is is um, we talked in the ride through as we went around as you get up to the top of the dome and you're looking out at Earth, um, your car moves, you know, to prepare to for the return to Earth or whatever, and it gives we we were kind of laughing about the like nobody panic your car is turning do not jump out <laughs> stay <laughs> seated, um, 
but apparently uh, when this first launched in or when this first opened in in 82 and i don't know how long this lasted but apparently uh, cast members were at the top manually turning these cars around uh, eventually obviously eventually that was that was remedied but uh, that's i found that really interesting that is interesting um i wonder what the time limit on the rotation of those people were you mean before it was too late to turn it around? Like no, if you no, got no. backed up? Like, oh, oh no. <laughs> this way I had to. Maybe they do the face down. Maybe they do the announcements now because back then there was a cast member, and when you see a cast member, you may, might think, "Oh, it's time to get off." But oh, oh, oh my gosh! Maybe Eureka! Eureka! But probably not. so when you turn around and you're coming back down of course now they have you preoccupied with that what will your future be like and you know you know that little animation if we got shot into space like that we'd need oxygen masks to go into space well no it has the same bubble over it that uh space mountain does you didn't know that no yeah well that was that invisible oxygen shield or whatever they call it yeah um so as you're as you're going back in in this uh version of it you're there's just a lot of uh screens being projected everywhere and what's interesting is that uh it's just a lot of talking heads almost like you know flipping through channels and or you know popping in a videotape it's all the different kinds of things that you would that you would see in media mm-hmm. um and so that's that's their that's what they're talking about when they're talking about communications in this incarnation of the ride uh when you're finished you end up in the post show which now we know as project tomorrow except then it was called earth station and it was very different and it was very very cool sounding and i wish i could have experienced it but basically when you got off it it was this open space and there were large screens uh you know overhead and then there were a bunch of kiosks called world key kiosks and this whole thing existed uh because it was likely this was the first uh, attraction you were going to get on when you got to Epcot. And so that original concept uh, that that Ray Bradbury had where it was going to orient you in the ride to to all the pavilions, this post show actually did orient you. It was an opportunity to find out what is the, what does it mean, world in motion? What does it mean, you know, universe hmm. of energy? I don't know if that existed uh, at opening day, but but it was this this basically told you what to expect at the pavilions what are the attractions what are the shops what are the restaurants and they were touch screen this is 1982 and they were touch screen and so i i i've got to think it worked off of laser disc and almost like a dvd menu you know where you touch the screen and then you know like tell me about this shop and then it would show you like a little video about that shop uh the other thing that you could do was you could actually talk i guess it was closed circuit i don't know what it was but it was you would talk to another cast member not another but you would talk to a cast member and you would I mean aren't we all cast members in this all? thing called life <laughs> <laughs> recruited from an early age taken out in our prime it's a Fiona wants to be one one day one day oh a cast member yeah got it human I want to be human so bad <laughs> you'll get there one day baby you'll be a real boy um, and so uh, you would actually speak to a cast member and make dining reservations in fact, this was apparently the only way you could make dining reservations back then. So mm. there you go. That's the early, 
early incarnation of so it so the running mass went to you yeah i mean so that you could get those yeah i mean you don't have to go th- yeah go there so it was really a guest relations except there were no uh, real life people there you would speak to them through the kiosk and uh, that's i don't know that just sounds super cool i wish i could see that i wish i could see a video of it there's probably one out there i just haven't looked hard enough uh okay so when then but if we find it it'll be pinned to our pinterest board look for it at ride through pavilion Thank you, Amy. In 1986, uh, the attraction reopened, this time with Walter Cronkite, a famed uh, um, anchorman and journalist. Walter Cronkite, he's the narrator. Now, AT&T are the sponsors. Um, And let's see, I've got a little sample of this. Uh, They introduced a song called Tomorrow's Child. Tomorrow's Child. (laughs) People like this song. So tomorrow's child uh, became the song that uh, that you experienced as you were uh, ending the attraction, as you were kind of backing out there after they turn your uh, vehicle around. Um, <clears throat> otherwise, I think it was largely unchanged until 1994. Um, it. It went down for a major refurbishment, and when the attraction reopened, Jeremy Irons, a.k.a. Scar from The Lion King, was the narrator, uh, and it had a new score, uh, kind of an orchestral score, orchestral, I should say, uh, and then uh, a couple of changes, the computer scenes. Uh, we were talking about how the kid had a computer screen or a computer in his room and somebody had an office and there was a NetOps kind of headquarters. Uh, now the computer scenes were replaced with uh, what appears to be uh, an American kid and a, and a Japanese kid and they're communicating through uh, a screen. Uh, they're basically video chatting and they're actually passing some kind of file, some kind of <laughs> between some kind of information. Uh, and it's cool. You think this is 1994 and they are now like looking at the possibility of the future in the communications field. And um, this was something that, you know, yeah, we'd all experienced AOL and we all, you know, were starting to get on the internet in 1994. But uh, this was, this was quite a, uh, I think what would have made this cool writing through is the fact that it, it took you like an hour to download like one little space ghost or friends audio clip on AOL. It took you like an hour back then. (laughs) And so these kids are going, Hey, you want to see whatever, it's kind of you can't really tell what yeah, they're saying and then and you know he's like yeah send it over and boom it's there i, th- I bet that would have been pretty amazing uh to think about and to imagine uh and then really for the first several years of the internet getting things that quick was pretty amazing yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and here's what strikes me about this version is that we've gone from this kind of megaphone like shouting at people with information the way we talked about information besides the telephone and the telegraph, it was not the back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, it really was uh, by, by the end of, of, of this attraction in the earlier incarnation, uh, we really saw how 
communication and how information is blasted at us. Now we really do see, and there's this, you know, and hats off to Disney. I mean, here's this realization that we are entering into this one-on-one, this peer-to-peer kind of uh, information sharing, and you see that through the whole ride. Even when you come back around, when you're descending in the descent, um, all of those kind of just random video pieces and screens going off, um, now it's been replaced with people actually communicating and they're sharing life moments with each other mm-hmm. through these video chats and through you know these uh, telecommunications. I think that is uh, that's really forward thinking because that's really where we're at now. And one notable one is that uh, was it a child asking a doctor, "How is my baby? Is my brother? is my is my baby brother all right?" Yeah. And the doctor goes, your baby's sister <laughs> is just fine, which it's just a, I mean, it's just, I don't know. What? Are you going to complain about that? I'm not complaining about <laughs> it. I'm just saying it's a odd thing. It's like, a what, surprise. What? Your baby's sister's just fine. <laughs> but why? It's just a weird, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys agree with me, right? That's a weird it, thing. Yeah. I, like, I why agree. would a child be asking the doctor about his baby brother and the doctor's the one who's That's telling true. him that he has a baby sister yeah, and who's not call his parents? The doctor? What kid's going to call the doctor? To check on his newborn <laughs> sibling. It's just, all it's, of it's it weird. is all right. bizarre. Well, Amy, uh, while you're in complaining pants mode, you'll be glad to know that tomorrow's child was nixed. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, but that was nixed uh, from the but ride. thank God that tomorrow's child was nixed. I like, nixed. I get tomorrow. <laughs> I get tomorrow's child. Okay. Uh, it sounds like it could have been a little bit of an influence on on uh, even the theme song to this podcast. Further insight into how you are a, a special man. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and so Earth Station, as we talked about before with the world key and in, 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 uh, kind of the orientation to Epcot Future World, uh, that whole post show has now been replaced by Global Neighborhood. And uh, there, are, there are different games and kiosks and uh, interactive experiences there. There's one called Interactive Wonderland and the Cheshire Cat takes you into the future of television. I wish I could have been there for that. Yeah, with voice commands. Voice, I mean, this this is exactly what we do now. This was 1984, and here we are 20, now 25 years later. And we are doing this now. We are telling, mm-hmm. we're saying, hey, Google or Alexa. Oh, I think our Google just woke up. <laughs> um, but, you know, we say, you know, we're, we're like, hey, Google, and, and you know, Stop we t- will, <laughs> you know, pause the television or turn, you know, turn on the lights, and um, it actually does it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but, but we do that with our media. That's, that's what I find really interesting mm. about this. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you, I, I know that television networks and, and, and media outlets, they work very hard to like for your Comcast remote, you know, when you can talk into your Comcast remote and just say, turn to, turn to this channel and you say the name of the network, they work very hard to get that voice command to be recognizable. So it'll be usable to people. Um, and here we are 25 years earlier, just doing exactly that with television dipping our toes in that 
pool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was something called "You Don't Say," and it had to do with um, how you can translate word for word um, through AI. But but then it's like when you do an idiom, you know, like like an idiomatic uh, mm-hmm. saying, uh, the translation gets lost. You can you can. Uh, so I guess there was I don't know. I'm I don't know too much about it, but I'm imagining it had some kind of like funny outcomes. You know, when you tried to just throw in some american slang or whatever and try to have that come out in mandarin or whatever say something and hilarity will ensue (laughs) and that's the promise uh communication breakthrough basically uh it's like a breakout paddle game um but apparently you played with somebody else who was across the room and you guys could still see and hear each other so it was with a virtual paddle it was basically call of duty and break breakout um combined which i just sounds thrilling uh storyteller <laughs> phone it was like it would add sound effects to your phone call i guess oh man make you sound like you were somewhere else that's fun and then something don't called- we all wish we had that when we were in fifth grade <laughs> uh, that's ferris bueller right there it is with ferris the sampler, bueller. like just doing all the sneezes and the coughing uh and then there was something called ride the at&t network uh which is basically you could get on this little platform that would rock back and forth and make you feel like you were traveling through fiber optic cables (laughs) fiona what do you think about that (laughs) no comment (laughs) wow uh yeah so That sounds like that. And the thing is, it sounds like it was the coolest thing there too. I mean, like in terms of like, that was the center of attention, but um, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess, you know, at the end of the day, it was just a big, a big plug for AT&T and why not? They foot the bill so we could enjoy this uh, experience. And at the time, fiber optics was pretty rad. Right. I mean, who hasn't dreamt about surfing, literally surfing the web within the fiber optic cables back and forth. Silver surfer. I mean, any given moment, you're just uh, crisscrossing. Riding that wave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then in 2007, we get now to this this version that we know now. Uh, The computer scenes uh, went, uh, went away. The, the two kids uh, conversing and sharing files or whatever, uh, they went away. And now we have this big mainframe scene. And we see that big, com- you know, the computer is as big as a house. Uh, and then that was my these, Judy Dench I wonder impression. if these uh, animatronics are stored above. They're in the trunk of no, Spaceship Earth. The trunk. Oh. That's what's down there. <laughs> uh, asked and answered. Yeah, and so, and, so, uh, and then um, so then that's replaced with the mainframe scene and the garage scene. Now I want to point out here. I think it's really interesting that we went from what does the future hold in communication on that side. So so if you think of that part A, everything that was kind of telling the history of communication, it it got a bit interrupted, you know, by here's some computers in people's rooms and just think of what the future holds. This now has made, you know, with between the mainframe computer and the whole like Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak in the garage scene, Mm -hmm. that has made computer stuff, that has made technology and computer, modern computer technology historical. Right. I just think that's, that's, it's an interesting um, development. And, and also it's one of the biggest changes from the computer age on in the ride because everything before that didn't change that much it was updated yeah but 
the scenes are relatively the same. Yes, right. And we'll talk about it in a minute what we think is coming up in the future for that. And I have a couple of thoughts on that. Uh, but then the the hunting party where we see the uh, where we see prehistoric man um, hunting that mastodon mm-hmm. um, that would turn into a three D or at least into like a CGI three D animation thing. Uh, and then Siemens now being the sponsor, they we now we now get these touchscreen interactive game as we as we descend. We're now focusing on that screen ahead of us, and and uh, you know creating our future as it were. Which uh, there's two schools on this in our house, as there's Jeremy's school of thinking the other way was awesome. Give me something to look at. Yeah, and totally. there's Amy's school of talk to me about me and make it about me. All right. Fiona, where are you at on that? What? Sorry. I'm spaced out for a second there. Spaceship dirt out? Yeah. So it's... <laughs> on the ride back to Earth, mm-hmm. would you rather see monitors of like talking heads or like that, oh, that projected no. No, no, future no, 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 thing? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, 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 oh. It's not monitors of, it, would you rather see like vignettes and, in in like things like, because I, from what I can see, like they were using figures and animatronics and like using pepper, pepper's ghost effect, all that stuff. Like in this 94 version, would you rather see vignettes and scenes around you, which could include people talking on monitors or would you rather like play that game on the way down? I like the game. Ah, Mm. And all I want is just a little bit of update to it. Okay. Like, give I me want f- some more options and like, can we change our story? Uh, well, a you know bit? what? Let's jump into that because um, uh, the, the final change was then it, um, the uh, global neighborhood eventually turned into the new global, global neighborhood. Mm. And then <laughs> it got boarded up when at like and the new main street singers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it got boarded up when, um, when at and T was no longer the sponsor. And so then it opened again as project tomorrow, which is, uh, which is the, uh, pro- the post show that we know Where today real quick before we jump into what lies ahead for this attraction. Uh, the exterior overlays it had uh, actually Fiona, we almost skipped over, Hidden Mickey's. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Tell us dang. about Hidden Mickey's in this. Okay, these are the ones I know of, and they're, I mean, if you know any more, hit us up on Instagram and Twitter. Woo-hoo. Hit us on the Twitter machine. Um, but anyway, so the first one I always see is when you're going to, is that Rome, where the guys are talking next to the carriage. Or yep. The, yep. So there's like a backpack type thing on the floor that has like a blanket that's wrapped up in like a roll. And then there's like a camper cup. And then one other thing, I'm not totally sure, but the way it looks, it looks like it is a hidden Mickey. So there's number one. Yeah. Um, that is one. Yeah. Because. I don't think hidden Mickey's are just like three circles because then every circle you see like of a has cluster is a hidden Mickey. Right. For me, it's one big circle, two small circles on the top that I mean, clearly looks like Mickey mouse. So then, um, I only know of two more, I think. Yeah. Which is both in the painter's room and so there's a guy um, sitting at a desk doing something. I 
mixing paint maybe mm-hmm. can't really remember but there's um almost like a if you were to put a coffee mug down and then you pick it up and there's like a stain yeah, the rings it. yeah mm-hmm. um so there's some uh paint like white paint rings on the uh, the tabletop it looks like a mickey head nice yeah that one's intentional mm-hmm. and then see it's maybe i maybe so then <laughs> the next one is uh the painter he's painting the painting and the bowl of fruit there's three apples that look like a mickey head okay that could be three circles or it could uh, yeah. be a hidden mickey see i i looked at a bunch of images online just to make sure and honestly i are you questioning it because that's that's two hidden mickeys really close to each other yeah 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 i see that but yeah and i i always feel like there's another one in the like further down but i can never remember where it is yeah i mean well, we'll have i'm to keep sure looking. there's many many more but yeah like, when i bet I there's them, one in the garage too there's so much mm-hmm. junk in there yeah well when i was because those are the only ones i like found so i looked on the internet to just like maybe find some more and they're, like people are posting pictures on these websites that are just three circles and i'm like i that does not look <laughs> like a hidden mickey to me so yeah those ones i know we would love to maybe hear maybe not the bowl of fruit, but the other two. We'd love to hear if we're missing any. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, yeah, so let us know on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, just let us know. Uh, you know, here's another fun thing: is that um, it's not it's not cheap to sculpt a face for an animatronic. It's not. It's, it, it's actually been told to us that it's one of the most expensive parts of an animatronic. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, it, it it would come then, if that is true, it would come as no surprise that uh, people, uh, that Disney would want to recycle these existing uh, face molds uh, for, for different uh, animatronics. And so there's a few of these. I mean, there's, um, gosh, I forget the exact count, but there are tons of animatronics in here. I mean, this rivals Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, Haunted Mansion for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as human animatronics go. And so, um, you know, they they did this massive undertaking of sculpting all the faces of the presidents. And so um, it, it would appear that these uh, presidential masks or these presidential <laughs> face molds are being reused actually several places. And it's some That's of it's subjective. Best. I'll admit that some of it, it's Pretty obvious. So let me just go through a couple of them. Uh, James, President James Buchanan as uh, Gutenberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Jackson as the printer standing behind him. Mm-hmm. And that one is pretty obvious. It's, it's you know, he's got like that, that, that longer nose and that longer chin. Uh, William Taft as that Egyptian priest is the you know the guy standing off mm, to the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt as the uh, centurion. Um, I don't know if I see that one so much. Actually, no. I guess he's supposed to be the the guy you know handing off the thing to the centurion because then Zachary Taylor is supposedly the centurion. Mm. Um, the from, girl from oh sorry go ahead. John Adams as a monk, uh, John Tyler as the Turkish guy uh, with a big giant um, hedge. I don't want to call it a turban because I'm not sure that's what it's called. 
Uh, perhaps it is, but it's just that 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 headdress. giant headdress, huge. Uh, Franklin Pierce as uh, the scholar over to the left across from from the Turks, and then uh, Dwight D Eisenhower playing the mandolin. Now that brings up an interesting because I other thing because I think the girl who's playing the violin there is also the daughter in the end is scene. Patricia, but the last Patricia, yeah. From the the, 90s scene. Yeah, the Christmas scene. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think so so to that point then I I heard I heard that the guy playing and I can see it too uh, that the guy playing the lute Mm -hmm. um, you know slash mandolin or whatever it's the lute actually um, is is you know I just said that he was Dwight D. Eisenhower but also um, I can see that he looks like um, the dad the main mm. character from um, Carousel of Progress mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, surely one of those. Family reunion. Right, right? Which is the family reunion? Oh, the Ooh. 90s would be the family reunion. It would because the, the Renaissance, Renaissance came first. first. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, so so hey, you have some notes on the outside of this structure real quick? Do, what do you mean? I already went through oh. those. That was my space. What are you trying to do to me? (laughs) Yeah, I have some notes. Welcome to the podcast, Davey. You should go back and listen to the first part. It was really good. Uh, but hey, before we before we wrap up, um, there it was announced just a couple of months ago that um, that. Spaceship Earth was going to be shutting down for two years. Mm. Um, at least we think two years. That's uh, a potentially lot of two time. years. Basically, they're saying that it is going to shut down in 2019 and not reopen until uh, 20, 2021. Yeah, for the for the 50th. So so we've got we've got the 40th coming up for Epcot. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm not sure which one. I think it might be for the big 40. It might even be for for 50. But anyway, this thing is shutting down for two years, uh, and so there's sad. there's uh, we've got to think that every every number one. I don't think any of the other renovations have taken this long. Uh, but every time a renovation has taken place, there has been uh, a narration change. There has been. To musical change a music change and to that descent kind of the last half of it there's been a major change every time which if this is truly the the path of communication that man has taken they're going to have to make some major changes because just like those um computer moments in the second refurb put them in the history rather yeah. than in the future there are going to be some other things that then Right, because would be part of history. Two thousand seven, I believe, is when the iPhone came out. When the smartphone came out, um, it, it, I mean that that's when the last refurbishment was done. And yes, maybe they nodded to it. I'm not sure if they knew they were nodding to it or not. Uh, they're certainly nodding to the personal computer and you know the iPod and those Apple products, mm-hmm. but I don't think that um, I'm not sure that they were totally nodding to the 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 smartphone, which was a game changer in 2007. Right. So they have that to address. Um, they have I mean, all sorts social of social media. Social media, yeah. I mean, you know, 
Facebook was a thing, but nobody was on it Only until students. 2007 Only or 2008. Right, in general, mm-hmm. uh, you uh, what was it? MySpace. 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 It was so bad. I had pillow fights like every day oh, on gosh. MySpace. <laughs> Fiona, so I'm going to give you a first stab at this. In 2020, you know, when it opens again in 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 2022 or whenever. Uh, what what is what do you think the big change is going to be? The narrator. Okay. And any guesses? Any preferences? I mean, I really want it to be Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Personally, um, I can totally see that. When I, I love that. When you watch the Jeremy Irons version of it, mm-hmm. it's it's you. It's almost Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. It, it's it sounds a lot like that. I could totally see that. And there's a real logical tie-in with Marvel. It's not necessarily a tie-in, but there's a relationship there for sure. Right. Just like Jeremy Irons was already had that relationship with the Disney with the Lion King. Um, you you definitely. I can definitely see that. That's a and re- I if that is true, please include a penguin scene. <laughs> and make yeah. him say penguin. Make him say penguin. The other thing is, I think they might change the your future video at the end. Mm-hmm. I I'd be happy with that because I'm kind of tired of because I'm pretty sure I know no, most, most storylines. Yeah, yeah. I would I would think that you know if they if so Walter Cronkite was a was one of the narrators. I I could see them doing James Earl Jones mm-hmm. just because of the prestige that's there. Um, you know, Helen Miram, maybe, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think, you know, Emily Blunt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could probably not, they but could. maybe though. I mean, she's got that tie in now too. She's got that mm-hmm. real strong tie in now, um, with Mary Poppins. And she's plus delightful. Love, lovely voice. Yeah. It could be, it could be all sorts of people. Um, yeah, I think the post it could show. Be me. I would say, <laughs> I would what? say, with all the projection that they've done and all the advances in projection, I think that the uh, the top of the 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 halfway point or the top of the 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 um, sphere um, is probably going to change dramatically. Um, I'll bet. I'll bet we see some spectacular things around that. Like you were saying, I feel like they've got to address you know social media. The way in which we communicate with each other, um, the way, yeah, I mean, the way that that even media itself has become democratized, mm-hmm. um, you know, that seems like a really serious point. But they tackle that, you know, they've always mm-hmm. tackled that kind of thing. So, um, anyway, Disney th- not scared. Uh, you, and here's what I and I've read this a couple times, and I th- and I really think this they're going to have to do this. Speaking of uh, map projection, is I think the exterior mm. uh, because you know in 1999 they brought up that Mickey arm with the wand that said 2000 on it, mm-hmm. uh, and then in 2001 that was changed to say Epcot, mm-hmm. um, and then 2007 they just removed that wand altogether, and it wasn't until 2016 that we saw this map projection to the exterior uh and it was an overlay for rogue one um it was promotion for rogue one but it was the death star and um that was really sophisticated and that looked really good um i completely inaccurate that thing was destroyed oh well not during rogue one 
That was before it was destroyed. Yeah. So I would say that, um, yeah, I would say that that, um, they're probably going to have to utilize that in a way that's that's uh we were talking about this the way the tree of life gets the projection show on it and the, it's and not part hollywood of, studios gets that yes. all those great great and overlays it's not, for it's not part of the night the nighttime spectacular right that's mm-hmm. that's phantasmic that's um uh, rivers of light um you know and of course there's illuminations and a new illumination show coming but i do think that they're going to bring some some show entertainment value to spaceship earth um especially while it's down yeah i mean they're gonna have to do something yeah yeah so um it stands it stands uh on its own as a as a park icon mm-hmm. um you know i didn't even know there was an attraction in there i think it's just cool looking it, it can sit there for two years and still be cool and mm-hmm. functional and still inviting but uh lots of changes coming Lots of changes coming. So, and that's to future world in, you know, we'll have to tackle that in some, one of these Mm -hmm. other uh, future world attraction things, but there's uh, right throughs, but there's, there's a lot happening there for sure. So, um, Amy, give us a quick reminder about how people can find us on social and all the things. The social, here's the social notes. (laughs) Um, on Twitter, people can find us at ride at ride through pod on twitter yeah i don't have my notes in front of me it's right through pod at ride through pod and for pinterest and instagram it's at ride through pavilion and check us out because we're awesome but if you don't think we're awesome (laughs) you be sure to review us if you have some way to review our podcast you can review us and that helps kind of get the word out about us if you have constructive criticism, we're happy to hear it. Don't just yell at us and be creeps. Don't be mean. Don't be mean. But but be honest. Yeah. We love the love. Mhm. Mm-hmm. If you love us, let us know too. Right. We'll take that too. Yeah. Uh anyway. All right. Well, hey, listen. We we got to scoot. Uh, we hope that you've enjoyed uh, our coverage of Spaceship Earth. Uh we are looking forward to in a couple years doing this all over again because um there's going to be something I think majorly um different about it mm-hmm. uh, when it reopens. So, that'll be a lot of fun. Okay, well, in the meantime, uh, join us next week. We're going to be having another great ride-through um, episode, and uh, we can't wait to share that with you. Uh, but in the meantime, on behalf of Liam and myself, I'm Jeremy. I'm Amy. And I'm Fiona. And we will see you next time on... Ride-through, ride-through.